0: Wesley inched his head just beyond the lip of the hollow, hoping to see what might be dwelling below. Fear squirmed into his body and wriggled down his spine, shaking his nerves as his eyes spelunked the blackness. But there was nothing to see, just the quiet of a displaced night plucked from the sky of some abandoned hell and stuffed into a deep, endless hole. The sight of it aggravated his imagination. He wondered if the space wasn't empty at all, but instead filled with a sinister kind of dark matter, imperceptible limbs and toothy mouths ready to collapse upon his prone skull. Wesley lingered for a few more minutes, placating the horror machine in his head, when the blackness began to stir. At first, it seemed like nothing. A quick silver of light, barely noticeable, easily explained away by too much stress, and an overactive imagination. But it kept flashing, and the once placid void now bore an undeniable constellation of dimly lit stars. Each tiny dot of light beamed like a diamond wearing the stare of a full moon, casting Wesley's blood-drained face in even paler shade of white. There was no way to tell what they were. They could have been some undiscovered species of firefly, embers from an underground fire, or the glowing irises of angry gods. Whatever they were, Wesley couldn't look away. His eyes gorged upon their mystery, fattening themselves on the spoils of shiny unknowns that could, at any moment, transform from fascinating to frightening. In those fleeting moments, he felt a brief resurrection of his old self. Somewhere inside him, a force had managed to piece his curiosity back together jolt it back to life like some kind of metaphysical Frankenstein. It felt good, like the warmth of a childhood memory, but like so many things, it was short-lived, born only to die. The lights below began to congregate, coalescing like the atomic children of some impending Big Bang. Indeed, the speedy pairings united to form not one, but two singularities. When their transformation was complete, Wesley was horrified to discover that his eyes were no longer alone, but reciprocated by a pair of newly formed ones lingering at the bottom of the hole. His instinct was to pull away and run, but fear had tightened his muscles into frozen ropes, inflexible and unmoving. The pupils of the thing below churned like whirlpools and pits of tar, swallowing the blackness around them into a deeper shade of nothing. He felt as though he were watching the universe devour itself, a black hole eating its children. In contrast, its irises gave off an ill fluorescence, the kind that flickered in the storage room of an old warehouse or the waiting area of a late-night emergency room. They beamed with an effulgent kind of hopelessness, and although he couldn't see it, he could feel a crescent moon of teeth smiling beneath them like a shark about to drag him under. The eyes began to bear down on him, followed by the fevered sound of scuttling feet and the strained heaves of a pair of old, dusty lungs. Whatever it was, it was speeding towards him, squeezing itself through the narrow throat of a woodland encased abyss. Finally, the adrenaline in Wesley's body freed him of his rigor prison, allowing his muscles to fling him backwards, out of the hollow. His body crashed into a group of dreary-looking ferns and rotting plant matter. Eyes affixed to the hollow, Wesley hoped his constant governance of the thing might somehow halt its emergence. Monsters gestate and live in the darkness, he thought, attacking only when man's reality is unshaped and malleable, emerging from the blurry murk of our peripheral vision or the unlit dreadscapes of a moonless night. Wesley hoped his stare would trap reality in a cage of its own banality, seal all the cracks and fissures of this world, in order to keep another, darker one from leaking in. But the physics of evil was far from certain, by nature, designed to collapse all notions of human expectation, and by extension, spirit. Noises began to speak out from the shaped void, sounds of fingernails and rough skin dragging against stubborn wood. Then came labored breathing, forced gusts of air traversing what Wesley could only imagine to be an ossified set of billowing lungs. It sounded like a pyramid trying to breathe, inhaling desert and exhaling death through its dusky, cobwebbed hallways, almost choking on the debris of its own antiquity. The scratching and wheezing grew louder, crowding the air suffocating any and all other sounds until the whole of the woods became their singular, willing stage. Reality seemed to gag, like it might suddenly heave and vomit up all the terrible thoughts in the world. The sounds seemed to possess a life of their own, a palpability and physicality that worked to weigh Wesley down to the ground, like an ocean pressing a corpse to its bottom. He could only watch and wait. The tree-thing's seemingly endless recess suddenly came alive as two large eyes gleamed from within. Like before, their centers made the surrounding darkness seem faint, inferior, like they were peepholes into a deeper, more Stygian realm. Their halo was still harrowing, a kind of iridescent sadness like a sun blazoned chalk outline or a burial held on the bright noon of a sunny winter day. There were terrible, "'Fulgent nightmares swimming in the melanin of those eyes, "'and Wesley cringed at the idea of knowing them. "'He strained to see what it was that stared at him, "'but details were reluctant to surrender. "'Given the amount of ambient light available, "'he should have had no problem making out a face, "'or at least the outline of one. "'But Wesley wasn't foolish enough to be surprised. "'He knew the darkness he pried at "'was neither beholden to the light "'nor the result of its absence.' It was a thing unto itself, a robust and machinating emptiness found only in the direst places. The shadows of gravestones, the umbral cast of a killer's smile, or even a black hollow nestled away on an unexplored continent. Whatever stared at Wesley, it had a patience he couldn't compete with. He broke the silence. (sighs) Hello? What responded wasn't so much a laugh as the heavy chortling of a chimney stack. It was gritty and mired, like a geriatric choking on coffee grounds. Wesley half-expected plumes of black smoke to come billowing out of the hole, an exorcism of ash and dust from the mouth of a coal mine. The haggard cackle simply hung in the air, heavy as smog, before echoing off into the distance. For a few moments, silence devoured the space between the two, marooning them to an eating quiet. Finally, a soft voice spoke from somewhere nearby. Wesley knew it hadn't come from the cavity of his leering host. The sound was too local, too intimate. He searched for the source of the elusive whisper, scanning the dead woods with desperate eyes. Only when he shuffled a few feet forward did he discover the origin. It hadn't come from within the forest, but beneath it. Wesley knelt to the ground, probing the earth with his hands. They fished for any sign of access. Handles, strange impressions in the dirt, the sullen moan of rotting wood. Anything that might explain the voice beneath his feet. Accidentally nudging a loose rock from its muddy home, the suffocated voice became louder, clearer. Wesley's skin raised. He reached for the lonely stone with a trembling hand and turned it over. Revealing a small hole in the ground not much larger than a mouse burrow, the voice took on a crystalline precision, as if a hand had suddenly been pried away from its mouth. Wesley shot a glance at his spectator. Its eyes still floated ominously in a sylvan void and crawled closer to the strange breach in the dirt.